How y'all doing this morning? Y'all excited to be here? If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn in John, and I'm going to talk for just a minute, but um, go ahead and turn in John chapter 13. John 13 is where we're going to launch from this morning. Um, While I'm thinking about it, because I'll get sidetracked in a second, up here on the stage and in the foyer and in the back, we have these um, daily devotionals. We used these several years ago. It's a 21-day prayer journal, and I want to encourage people to take them. We have a revival starting April 26th, and so if you start today, that'll lead us right up to the revival. And so we have these. If you'd rather have it in an email, if you shoot Miss Gala an email tomorrow morning, she will email it to you in a PDF form. But um, I'd love for us just to focus. I know I'm asking a lot because a lot of y'all are doing the daily Bible readings, so I'm adding more reading to you, but can you read too much of God's Word in a day? Probably not. And so... um, I have some exciting news. I know today's not a business meeting, but I'm excited about this. Um, This week, we finally, we have to refinance our building note every five years because of the way it works commercial. So we finally finished it up this week. And I'm excited because we signed a five-year loan, but if we keep paying like we're paying, we'll actually have our building paid off in about 42 months. We'll be debt-free. And that means we'll be ready to roll into another building program. And so, but I am excited about that. That's big, you know, and so maybe we can pay it on 42 months and at least go a month without a note, and then we'll, we'll worry about that at the end. But, um, but that's coming up, and that, that's exciting. That's just God working, you know, with us paying. We're paying probably close to six $700 a month extra on our note because of interest rate dropping through the years, and so um, that's a good thing. Um, this morning, I'm going to ask Lisa, and I know she's already sat down, so I'm going to ask her to run back up here and be my big helper. I need somebody to write. Um, while she's coming, we're starting a new series, and it's called I Love My Church. I'm being honest, I didn't get creative and come up with that myself. I'm stealing some of this, but what we did come up with ourselves is we have a student minister that's incredible with graphic design, and so I told him what I wanted, my vision for it, and he made it work and made it pretty. And so um, that's not up there yet. Um, Caden, can you put the new uh, I Love My Church up there? We're actually going to sell T-shirts. So if you want a T-shirt that you can wear around town, it says I Love My Church. And on the back, it'll say Live Oak Baptist. We're going to start selling those next week. But over the next several weeks, because I do love my church, and I'll fight fiercely for my church, And I want us to see why we should love our church and why we should be excited about our church. So what we're about to do, this is a test. And so in a second, Caden's going to flash some pictures on the screen. And we probably won't get all the words written down. But I want you to tell me the first thing that you think of, just one word, if you know that you're about to have to go to this place. So you ready? If you're about to have to go to this place, go ahead and put the first picture up there. And Miss Lisa's going to write them down. If you're about to go to DMV, what's the first word to think of knowing you're about to have to go to DMV? Forever. Forever. All right. Good one. Somebody else? Wait. Wait. Anybody else? Unfriendly. Unfriendly. (laughs) All right. Next picture, please. The dentist office. Ouch. Surgery. Surgery. Expensive. If you're a, you don't want to have Turner teeth after working with them for 14 years. I feel for Miss Dolly and Leah. 
They can eat a snow cone and break a tooth. Anybody else? All right, next picture, please. The grocery store. Lines. Somebody else. Too high? Too expensive? Self-checkout. Right there with you. Best thing they ever did. Anybody else? Food? All right, food's good. That's it. Thank you, ma'am. You did a fine job. All right, so you hear these words. All three of those pictures, did you notice one word that's not up there? Nobody said, man, I love to go there. Nobody wakes up and says, man, I love to go to DMV today, or I love to go grocery shopping today, or I love to go to dentist today. Well, hold your comments. Caden, put the next picture up, please. Not that one. The one with the church. Please hold your comments on that picture. Is there a picture of our church? Ah, all right. I forgot to load that one. Our church. Now, what's the word you think of whenever you think uh, woke up this morning and said, I got to go to church? Somebody give me a word. Love? Okay. Worship. Excited. Huh? Food? Somebody think of food? There it is. I probably had them out of order. But anyway... That's the way it should be. We should wake up excited. We should wake up ready to worship. We should, you know, all the positive things that we just said. But at the same time, are we telling the world about that? Are we telling the world, I love my church? And this is why I love my church. So for the next several weeks, that's what we're going to be talking about. And, you know, as we start unpacking that, and as we start getting there, um, there's going to be lots of things. And something that, as a church, we decided... Um, in the midst of redoing bylaws and, and just wanting to educate people better, we're going to start a new members class. So as people join our church, we'll put them through a class a couple times a year just to explain our church. I'm actually going to speak through what we're going to be teaching that and that over the next several weeks, just so we know what our church is and what our church represents also, but at the same time how Christ is in the center of everything that we do and everything that we want to be. So um, let's pray, and, um, and then we're going to start. Father, we just come to you right now, Lord. Just say that we love you, Father, and I thank you for this beautiful day you've already given us, Father. I just thank you for um, just this week. And, Father, right now, Father, I just ask you just clear our hearts, clear our souls, and clear our minds. And, Father, let us hear from you and you only. Father, how we're to love. And, Father, where that's the start for everything. Father, I thank you for your word. Father, we love you. In son's name I pray. Amen. You know, turn to John chapter 13. John 13, we're going to read verse 34 and 35. It says, A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. You know, when you read that verse and you're thinking, Boy, you know, that, that, that's, that's easy. But is it really easy? You know, when you start looking at that, you know, because whenever he's telling us, you know, church people, here today we are meant to love one another. It's not an option. It's not an elective. 
Because what's it say? It says a new command. He's commanding us. He's not asking us our opinion. He's not asking us to take a vote on it or form a committee. He's telling us, I give, I give a new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. You know, so when you hear those words and you start looking at it, but what does that really mean? So I'm asking you a few more questions this morning. A lot of y'all know Donald. What's Donnie's favorite professional baseball team? Most everybody knew it. Why? Why do you know that? Ah, uh -huh. <laughs> besides the jersey. He's passionate about it, right? And when he's passionate about it, he lets people know. Mike Fielding, what's his favorite superhero? Batman. Batman. If you walk past his office, you walk past the Batcave. Passionate about Batman. Frank Mons, what's his favorite vacation or experience, as he likes to call it? Disney. Why? He's passionate about it. You know? What's my favorite, two favorite places to eat? Poppies and Dukes. What's my favorite drink? Why? Passionate about them, right? So whenever you hear that and y'all can immediately know what your staff likes and you know what we love because we're passionate about it, when people see you, do they know that you're passionate about your church? Do they look at you and say, man, that person loves Live Oak Baptist Church? And not the walls, but the people. Because this is what God's telling us. You know, whenever Christ is saying, he's saying, a new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. Do you hear what he's saying? By this, by the love that you show, people are going to know that you're mine. So when people look at us, are they seeing Christ in us? Are they seeing the love of God in us? And that's what he's telling us right there. And this verse... This verse ought to be a game changer for everybody sitting in this room, and it ought to be a game changer for everybody that we come across. Because it's point blank, it's black and white, and that's what I like. I have to have black and white. I don't want to have to read between the lines and everything. But you know what? Love's all, not always easy. Um, Caden, flash the next picture up, which should be me and the girls. That's me and my two daughters. This is one of my favorite pictures. Some of y'all might know the man standing in the middle. He's a warrior for God, um, Sonny Holland. Um, I met Brother Sonny years ago and have been on several mission trips with him. And that's a picture of me and Paige and Peyton um, going on a mission trip with um, Brother Sonny to Nicaragua. You know, and that picture means a lot to me for lots of reasons. But you know what? To get to that picture, um, I love poppies. I love dukes. But I love the experience, if that makes sense. You know, because I, I love to eat. You look at me, I love to eat. Some of y'all still shocked that I got on dress pants and my shirt tucked in this morning, huh? Y'all better get right with Jesus because he's coming back. <laughs> and so pay attention today. But you know what? I love the experience of it. But I love it because of the experience. I love my daughters because they're mine. They're half me, thank goodness. You know? <laughs> And so, but I love them. But has it always been easy? You know, whenever they was little, I had to change dirty diapers. I hate dirty diapers. Can't stand them, but I changed them. And I still love them. And growing up, you know, there was times to whenever I had to make decisions as a dad and I had to tell them no. 
And they might not have understood it. And at that point in their life, I was probably the worst dad in the whole world, but my love didn't waver for them. I didn't get mad at them and say, go, just go. If you don't love me and if you think I'm being mean, just go find somewhere else to live. I didn't give up on them. I loved them anyway. And so, Caden, go to the next picture. That's me and my bride. We've been married 29 years. We dated for two years. We've been married 29 years. So we've been together 31 years. Has it been a cakewalk? No. But it's been good. But I love my wife. And I made the decision on June 3rd, 1989, that I was going to love her till death does us part. And that meant I was going to fight for my wife. And I was going to stand in a gap for my wife. But the main thing is I decided to put Christ in the center of our marriage. And that's how we've got through. And to be honest, when we first got married, my wife wasn't a believer. We was married for several years before she accepted Christ. But I loved her. That love didn't change. And I love her more today than I loved her 31 years ago because we've been walking through life together. And so there's a difference between me loving my wife and me loving my daughters and me loving poppies or me loving dukes or me loving a Diet Coke because I used to love Coke before I got diabetes. Caden, put the next picture up. And this is me and my whole family together. And we're laughing. And probably nobody wants to know what we're laughing at because we laugh a lot. And that's one thing I love about my family is we laugh. We, we look forward to laughing together. But you know what? We've, we've learned to love each other. You know, my girls are grown now. But that love is just stronger that we have. And so, you know, and so that's what I want to talk about, you know, as we look at this, you know, it's one thing to love a restaurant, and it's one thing to love the Astros, or one thing to love Disney, or Batman, but it's another thing to love God. And it's another, it's just completely different to love like Him. You know, and so, whenever you look at that, turn to John 3.16. Y'all turn to John 3.16 with me. And a lot of us can quote that by heart, but I want you to look at it and read the words with me. When you read this verse, let's read it. Let's read it together. Y'all read this together with me. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. A powerful verse. When you read that, it said, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. You know, when you look at this, and you look at the verse that we read before, a new command I give to you is to love one another. What's that telling us? That we have to love intentionally. God was intentional with his love from the start with us, from creation, from the beginning. His love was intentional. And you read this verse, and what's it say? It says, for God so loved, and right here, take the world out and put your name in. For God so loved Johnny that he gave his one and only son. His love was intentional. His love was directed straight at me and straight at you and straight at everybody else out there. And so when you hear those words and you hear what he tells us whenever he tells us that a new command I give you is to love one another, we're to be intentional with our love. We're to be purposeful with our love. And that's what our church is going to be built on. That's what our church has been built on. And that's what our church will die on is God's love. You know, our vision for our church is to know, grow, go. And what does that mean? It means for us to know God and to fall head over heels in love with Him. 
It means for us to grow in Him and want to be discipled, want the world to know, because what's it tell us in that verse? You know, it says that they will know that you are my disciples by the love. We know Him. We grow in Him. And then what happens? We go. We tell people, I love my church. I love my God. I'm going to fight for Him. I'm going to stand for Him. No matter what the world tells me, I'm not going to waver. There's churches this morning in our area, within five miles of us, that's having to deliver devastating news to their church. One decision that one person made. But you know what? God still loves that person. And God still loves us. But we have to love Him. And we have to be willing to take it to the world. Because you know something? All the pictures that I put up there of my family, and y'all have heard me say this, I will fight for my family. I will die for my family. If somebody breaks in my house, they're not going to meet Brother Johnny. They're going to meet Mr. Morgan, the homeowner of that house. And I'm going to fight for him. And that's just what God did for us. And you say, how did he fight? He sent his son for us. He said, I love you so much, I'm going to send my son to die for you. That's how intentional my love is for you. That's how intentional my love is that I'm willing to give you the biggest escape that you're ever going to get in your life. When you don't deserve it, I'm giving you an out by sending my son. And that's hard for, to me at least, it's hard to grasp. It's hard to, to understand that much love. But that's what our God's about. But we have to know Him, we have to grow in Him, and we have to go. If I go to, to Poppy's, and I've ate there, I can't even tell you how many bowls of queso I've ate there over the years. Gallons. Truckloads. And you know what? Sometimes I go, it's out to park. I'll go to Duke's. It's out to park. And then there's sometimes I go and it's just okay. But you know what? I go back because I like it. If I go in there and, and, and you can call Duke Landry and ask him. If I go in there and if I have a bad waiter or waitress, you know what? I don't bad mouth them. I don't get on social media and say, man, I had the worst waiter in the whole world. I'll get them to come sit down at my table and I'll say, look, let me help you and tell you what you need to do better. And I try to help them. And I'll go back, and I hope I get that person the next time just so I can experience it again. But what happens, you know, what happens? We, we come to church, and we have these unreal, unrealistic expectations of church, and we treat our church like a restaurant. And we go in, and we have a bad experience. So you know something? I'm not going back to Live Oak Baptist Church. They did this to me. That's not what it's about. Because if I love God, and God loves me, and He tells us that we're to love one another, you know what? If you don't give up on your family, you don't give up on your church. And if you don't give up on your church, you don't give up on God. We're messy. We're messy. If you knew Johnny's whole story, and Donnie's whole story, and Frank's whole story, and Mike's whole story, you'd kind of look and say, hmm, and they're leading me? But you know what? My God loved me intentionally and he sent his son to live on the cross and die for me so that I could ask for forgiveness every night before I lay my head down on my pillow. And my God loves me enough that he rest, restores me. And so whenever we mess up, there's restoration that can happen. And so I'll just be real honest. You know, and sometimes I'm too transparent. There's been times at Live Oak that I'm thinking, why in the world am I serving here? 
But you know what? To sit in a restaurant and God tells me to love one another. And so I go to him and I ask for forgiveness and I go on. But too many times we don't want to do that. Too many times we want to put God in our little box and we say, you know something, God? I'll love Tammy if she meets these parameters. I'll love my daughters if they'll meet these parameters. See, love don't calculate a cost. We're to love. And we're to seek Him. And we're to chase Him. That world needs to see Him. That world needs to see Him desperately. My oldest daughter was sitting on the couch one night this week and she was reading the stats out of New Orleans of people that was mugged and shot and murdered. And we said, well, that's in New Orleans. Well, I bet if I called Sheriff Ard and said, Sheriff Ard, what's our stats in Livingston Parish? There's houses broke into every day. There's rapes that happened every day. There's things that happen in, in houses. There's people that are murdered. But people need to see our God live through us in such a way that they see Him. So when I tell you that we need to love our church, I'm not talking about these walls. I'm talking about the people. We need to love, learn to love one another and not give up on one another and fight for each other and stand for each other. Because whenever you look at it, this isn't Johnny. This isn't Johnny. This is his words. A new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Do you hear how many times he emphasizes love and to love one another? Think about it. Think about the people in your life, in your circle. You know, all of our circles are different. And I'm being honest, I'm, I'm learning to redefine my circle. Because used to, I would rub shoulders with 12, 1,300 students a week. And now my shoulders don't rub like that no more. So I'm having to, to intentionally seek and to find people to love them and be there and encourage them. Are we willing to know? Are we willing to grow? Are we willing to go? That's what he's calling us to do. But we have to be willing to love. You know, over the next several weeks, we're going to talk about love by connecting and love by serving. Love by giving and love by sharing. I'm not telling you what order because the week we talk about giving, some of y'all might skip that Sunday. So we're just going to surprise you with that one. But all that's part of loving Him. And it's all a part chasing after Him. And so whenever you start looking, you know, this past week, um, me and Brother Howard had the opportunity to spend a couple hours in a vehicle together and go to Kentwood, Louisiana. And I mean, we was barely in Louisiana. I could have hopped probably a good hop and been in Mississippi. That's how close we was. And I'm not saying it because he was in here this morning, but I heard my pastor preach probably the best sermon he ever preached, and he didn't even preach Wednesday night. 
because he shared his story. And that's something that we're all going to start working on is our stories because that's our best way to tell the world how much we love our God. And so this morning, where are you at? You know, what, what's, what are you thinking about God? You know, in, in this next service, we're going to have the opportunity to, to um, ordain Clint Bankston as a deacon. And that's a big deal because for me, when I become a deacon, that, that was the instrumental part in my life, the mile marker where God got me to where I'm standing today. You know, Tuesday, I had the opportunity to officiate the funeral for my great uncle that was the man that stood and wouldn't take no from me. Whenever he showed up at my house and said, Johnny, you got this letter to be a deacon, and I told him no, he said, well, I'll be back tomorrow, and you can tell me yeah. And so that started my journey. There's going to be times, and I'm just being honest with you, so I'm setting you up right now. There's going to be times that one of your staff members is going to come to you, and we're not going to take no for an answer. Because we're going to say, this is what we believe God's calling. And so it's time to do it. Because I believe God will do that, and he'll have us to, to love one another in such a way. You know, Frank last week was, was sharing at the beginning of the 1030 service, you know, our, our goal for Sunday school is by end of May next year to be at 200 in Sunday school. Last Sunday, we had 158. As me and Brother Howard was riding Kentwood Wednesday, we're literally five families from being there. Five families. And it's not that we want 200 so that we can go stand and meet and say, look, we got 200 in Sunday school. It's because our hearts as staff is we want 200 being discipled by next June every Sunday morning. We want 200 sitting under God's word, learning what it means to know, grow, go. We want 200. That's just next June. The big goal is to have double that in a couple of years. And it's not for numbers. It's because I'm convinced that people need to know God. They need to know God's word. They need to be chasing after God. And when you love your church, it's going to be easy. Because then you're going to be standing in Walmart and you can say, man, you need to come to my church. This is why you need to be at my church, because we love one another. And tell them, there's going to be times we're going to mess up. There's going to be times that my pastor is going to mess up, but he still loves you. Because God still loves him. And so, you know, when you hear these things, because I'm about this, I'm about knowing his word. I joked at the beginning that we're doing the daily Bible readings and we're adding more reading to you. You should be excited about reading God's Word. You should be excited about spending time with Him. Not with me. Not with the other staff. But with Him. Because that's what He's calling. Do you love your church?